0: Hey, how you guys doing? This is the Producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to Marvel Hacks, Season Nine, Episode Two. As we are walking our way through Battleworld, Secret Wars Three, that will be Secret Wars 2016, as our mainline book for the season. And uh, if you've been listening this season, we're going to bring the X Men out of timeout. Uh, they had their punishment. They told us what they were sorry for, and now uh, we're going to allow them. We're going to allow them to go play. Uh, on the line tonight, I have my two favorite Marvel hacks. On the line same Salmon. Saman, say what's happening. Meet you, well, people. What's going on tonight? Oh well, we're gonna talk about um, viruses and whatnot, and we'll get to that in a minute too. We'll also know. on the line is Brother Beatus.
1: Hey, what's, what's up, everybody? Me?
0: Hey, we were recording on a Friday night, it is Friday the 13th, uh, like last week we recorded on a Monday, this week a Friday, we're a little bit all over the map for a lot of particular reasons. Before we get into viruses and comic books, um, real fast, this is Friday the 13th, um, what was the last Friday the 13th movie you re- remember seeing, whether it was on di- video, DVD, DVD, uh, in the movie theater, although I never saw any of them in the movie theater. What was the last one you remember seeing, brother?
1: Jason Takes Manhattan.
0: Okay. okay, I think I saw that with you. It may have been. Uh, I like, think
1: I saw it in the theater, and that is just a terrible okay. movie. I think wow. I may have yeah, actually yeah. watched it again on some cable, or parts of it again. I never saw yeah. Jason X, the one where he's in space. I, I guess I <laughs> did see <laughs> Freddy right. versus Jason after that, so I don't know if that counts. Okay.
0: Yeah. That counts. All right. Okay, yeah. Uh, y'all know I don't mess with horror movies or whatever, but, you know, back in the day, you know, also, you know, you had to weigh on the fact that, hey, well, there's some titties in that movie, so I to <laughs> weigh that out, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. weigh out the horror part. Versus the titties, so, you know, uh, I think maybe the last one I saw was Jason Takes Manhattan. I, I think I wanted to see Freddy versus Jason, but that was just too much trauma for me. <laughs> what about you, Sam, in the last Friday the 13th movie you saw?
2: Well, the, the last one I actually saw all of, you, you're, you're talking about, mm-hmm. what, Friday the 13th Part 2, I think, which is, what, 1980 or something? Oh, that yeah. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. it, just like you, I am not a fan of the horror genre. If I could, I would just have an operation and have fear removed from my body altogether <laughs> if I could because I hate that shit. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was never, you know, down with the horror thing, so I didn't really care. But yeah, the shit was always on TV one time or another, so I saw, that's got to be the last one I saw.
0: Yeah, I just I just don't at all. Like, and I it, this, I think I might have told this story on this podcast. I, I saw, um, I like Connie Britton uh, the actress or whatever and she was in the, that the reboot of uh, uh, the Freddy movies or whatever and they tried to reboot that with Jackie Earl Haley or whatever oh, and right. um, I was like because I, I just really like Connie Britton I was like you know what Connie Britton's in so I'm gonna watch that was a bad idea just <laughs> I should have known better <laughs> like I don't know why I bother that that movie messed with me as a kid it was still messing with me as an adult so yeah so yeah so no curses or anything like that we are you know we're just kind of recording tonight and the reason that we got pushed back for a variety of reasons, if you haven't heard and you're probably sitting in your house right now on a stack of toilet paper, maybe you don't have any water, um, I don't really know <laughs> what your current situation is, but uh, the coronavirus is moving its way across the freaking world uh, in the United States and, you know, depending upon where you are, you may or may not be in panic mode. And we'll talk about that here for a little bit, but uh, yeah. so. For my particular job, I am off for the next two weeks. I think that is uh, kind of consistent, at least in terms of the education part. Brother Beavis, you said they got you working from home if you can. What's going on with uh, the corona in your neck of the woods?
1: Uh, So I would like to caveat uh, before we get into this conversation. Like, yeah, there's there's a reasonable chance any of us could get this. Uh, So don't play this shit back when I do. I know it's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't need, you know, if I get it or somebody I know gets, I don't need you to play this shit back to me. Um, But anyway, the big thing here was they just made the announcement to close schools. And uh, just like uh, about six hours before that, I looked at my fridge and I was like, damn, uh, this needs to be (laughs) addressed. And I was like starting to think about it. As soon as I got the text, I was like, shit, I got to go to the store. Yeah, but so I went. And it wasn't bad, except unless you like pork, there was really no meat at the store.
0: Um, mm, yeah, they did yeah.
1: have plenty of toilet paper, and they were, like, bringing it out. But it was that rough shit. Like, there's no Ooh. way. Like, <laughs> I'll walk around yeah. with, with mud butt or just take a shower right away <laughs> like, before I use that. Anyway, but it took an hour yeah. and ten minutes in the checkout line. Uh, oh, yeah, that's God. crazy not Mm -hmm. not cool but it was fine i mean people were generally pretty lighthearted about it you know it's not like anybody wanted to be there but it kind of was what it is but yeah now school is out we basically get uh essentially early spring break for the next two weeks Mm -hmm. except not going anywhere uh, so mm. I don't know, it'd be all right. Mm. I got the uh, the board game Pandemic Legacy Season One. So I'm gonna play that during the <laughs> pandemic oh my God. while it cools off. So I feel like that'll be a story to tell in, in years to come. Yeah, so. for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah fyi if y'all get a flood of brothers comics podcasts over the next two weeks there's a reason for it Um, (laughs) because we're just all sitting in the house um (laughs) we've got a whole lot to do so just fyi you know it might be good for content purposes for us but uh yeah uh again we got the two week notice thing today we are on spring break officially at the end of the day today and then they just tack on another week to make sure that i don't know what they're making sure of but yes it's uh this is Florida, and man will tell his story of North Florida here or Central Florida in a second. I can mm-hmm. tell you, South Florida is not built for um, being <laughs> even killed about essentially anything. Um, there are, you know, water. There's no water. There's no toilet paper. There's, no, I mean, there's just people, you know, buying and hoarding stuff because I, th- I think living here oh, yeah. just leads to like that kind of behavior and um, the only thing that you can get is gas you know and you know when it's a hurricane you can't get gas or anything but um, it's just yeah people are just you know the shelves are empty or whatever and you know and again yes you said anybody could get this or whatever but you know I think one of the reasons that you could think about anybody could get it here in Florida is because people here just aren't going to stop what they're doing. Like, man, whatever, man, I'm still going out. I'm still going to do this. You ain't going to stop me from living. Exactly. And then, you know, it con- <laughs> spread everything to everybody because of that. So it, exactly. it is what it is. I mean, South Florida, yeah, as they as the children say, uh, South Florida just built different. That's basically it. <laughs> uh, what about Central Florida, the Orlando area? Sam, "Man, Disney World even closed. Yeah, Mickey Mouse no, is shit." Sitting. Not just Disney World.
2: Uh, Universal is closed. All me. the all the attractions down there. Yeah, I'm, a, Thank you. Yeah, I'm about uh, ten miles from the attractions, as we call them. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. n- uh, not native, but uh, local Orlando uh, Orlandoers, I guess you could call us. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. uh, everything. You know, uh, Orlando's a, a um, attraction city, so that's going to hurt the city bad. Actually. As far as uh, tourists yeah. and stuff, you know, because you know you're not with the virus. You, they're trying to prevent people, you know, great masses of people coming together. Well, that's exactly what it is here. <laughs> so it's going to be the exactly yeah. the opposite. And so it's been a, kind of a strange vibe here lately. And, um yeah, I, w- I went to the store last night because oh, I picked now to run out of TP, of course.
0: And As soon as I saw it, I was like,
2: God damn. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I didn't go to the Publix, which is the bougie supermarket down here, the good one. I went to the Winn Dixie, (laughs) you know, which is kind of the ghetto one. Not quite as ghetto as Walmart, but yeah, but it's on the same level, a little higher. And I mean, now the Mm -hmm. TP was almost all gone. I was able to get some, but it was, bro, that shit was uh, empty, just like every place else. Mm -hmm. Walmart, completely gone. I didn't even bother trying to go there. And, uh, but, you know, Man. strangely enough, most of the other stuff was still there. The water was a little light, but they still had, you know, a good amount left, and it was just the TP. And I just don't understand, why is toilet paper the first thing that everybody is buying? It's almost as if they, people heard it on the news that people were buying toilet paper, and they rushed out and grabbed some, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, I don't know about you guys, but like, I don't myself.
1: get the six-pack When I go out, when it's time to buy toilet paper, I don't get the six-pack. I get like 50 of them at once, and so I'm good. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, y'all both know my wife. Uh, If she could be a doomsday prepper, she would. (laughs) Um, So like two weeks ago, literally two weeks ago, she's like, hey, we need to start getting ready for this, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So she woke me up, and she never goes to the grocery at 7 in the morning. And it was like, "Hey, wow. we need to go get this stuff. And so we bought all the, I mean, two weeks ago and buying two all weeks. these things, you know, to get prepared. Yeah, because she's like, we might be stuck in the house for two weeks and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, uh okay. Uh, and so now, you know, again, she's proven out to be correct in this situation, at least in terms of buying the stuff before people started panicking. Right.
1: So, Do people take baths yeah. in bottled water or what the fuck? I mean, it's the, the faucet <laughs> didn't cut <laughs> off.
2: I I Maybe mean, mean, if you're doing or right. something like that, yeah. you know, out in the woods
0: or some shit like yeah. that, some crazy I mean, bastards, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know. And there's no thought that there was like, oh, it was going to infect in the water system or anything, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't yeah. get, I don't, I don't know. It is, it's, it's something, again, this just brings out kind of the worst in, like, people. And it also brings out the arrogance of americans like i said the floridians i'm just gonna yeah. live my life Fuck you man i'm gonna do my thing you yeah. know and then that's how shit just spreads uh so just spread we're all big sports fans mind. and there's yeah, <laughs> yeah we're all big sports fans there's no sports every sport has been canceled Run. or postponed um somebody said the other day like what is espn going to do i, like, I have no idea it reruns because, baby um <laughs> yeah, all they do is, talk, even when it's not having sports, you know, MTV or ESPN has kind of turned into MTV, where essentially there are no music videos. They just talk about sports,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then and only in the evening is actually when they show some damn sports. All they do is just talk about it for 7 in the morning until there's yeah. a game, maybe at 7 in the evening. Yeah, like so, or five um, or six or I don't four. know what they're going to Mm -hmm. Yeah, what are they going to actually talk about? Uh, So I watched ESPN, on ESPN and on ESPN Classic today. They had on some like old school ACC basketball. So I watched a little bit of that when I got home. But um, it's going to be an interesting two weeks. Everybody Mm -hmm. stay safe. If you're going to have to spend an hour in the house, you might as well spend an hour listening to us talk about comic books and shit. So, um, (laughs) yeah, enjoy. All right. Let's set the show. Uh, So, again, this is, for season nine, we've been walking through the new, Secret Wars, or the last Secret Wars from 2015 16 by Jonathan Hickman. Um, and we'll do that book second tonight. And like I said, we're going to bring the X Men out of their timeout uh, because we went through all of the post uh, House of X, Power of X books. And, you know, uh, a good word would be that they were inconsistent. Another good word would be that they were not. <laughs> good although that's two words um so uh the x-men book what we're going to read tonight is the mainline x-men book the one that hickman is actually writing it's probably the one that is the most consistent book in terms of quality as well as you know kind of telling the story from house of x and power of x which you know really kind of got us back into the x-men so we're going to do that book first then we'll do secret wars on the back end there no blurred notes or anything like that tonight because really there ain't a whole hell of a lot going on with all this virus stuff. So, although I did, I think I tweeted this the other day, one more virus thing. I, just, I was like, I think what we're seeing now is the uh, the part of um, I Am Legend, like, that we didn't <laughs> see in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oh, yeah, oh, you heard about Will Smith and the virus spreading and him working on the, the cure. But all you saw was the aftermath. Like, I yeah. think that's the part that we're working on here. Yeah, the, the pre-I.M. legend part. So, you see Will Smith walking around with a dog, some shit <laughs> like that. This shit got real. All right. <laughs> all right, so. There you go. All right, so X-Men 7, Hickman and Laniel Francis U. The title is The Crucible. Um, if you were a big fan of Generation X, the opening of this book, uh, you would be really happy with it. Um, we we get this idea or uh, that there's something coming. There's a big event coming, and we get a a a girl that who I've never seen before, <laughs> never heard of before. Had to do all kinds of Wikipedia to try to figure the hell who out she is. But yeah, she wakes up. She's tired. She's like, hey, you know what today is? And you see Cannonball. Is that what's his sister's name? Is that Boom Boom? No. Page. Uh, Husk.
1: Page. Yeah. Page Guthrie. Guthrie, right.
0: Husk. Husk, yeah, that's right. Husk. I only go too deep on Guthrie's
1: though, so don't ask me. But
0: <laughs> 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 well, apparently, there's ten of them, but according to Wikipedia, and I'm 10? like, what? Ten? Um, yeah. So, um, you're like, hey, do you know what today is? There's the Crucible. If you want it. And we're like, oh, what's the crucible or whatever. And there was a portion of me that was going to stick in this thing. You know, Webster defines crucible as. But I didn't <laughs> do it. All right. So we cut to a scene at the summer house. And we're looking at on the blue area of the moon. And we uh, see this conversation between Scott and Logan. Um, and Brother Beavis, you, they have such a solid, much solid relationship in these books as the previous, like, years. What do you think about their, you know, uh, friendship relationship now
1: yeah I mean they've it's like they've been through so much they kind of know each other so well it's like they don't even bother to argue uh, Wolverine sitting <laughs> in here in his kimono like he doesn't even have a. Yeah. fucking yeah, yeah. Scott of course yeah. is in his uniform uh, with his
0: glasses <laughs> yeah classic <laughs> yeah, I yeah, you mean so, I think so
1: yeah. <laughs> you know all the angst from their early days of struggle for power I mean they're, they're just kind of over that and I think that makes sense I mean, they they know what they know what's what's going on. They both want to fuck Gene. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty much well, the, the, the entirety truth. of their relationship, and that comes up in this well, pretty much.
0: So yes, well, also I think both of them are fucking Gene. If you yeah. remember back to the yeah, House of yeah. X books, that you know they shared a, a a communal room like with open doors on both sides. So hey, whatever. They have uh, I thought hers
1: and his rooms.
0: Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am not a huge fan of Laniel Francis U on Teen Books. I've been very clear on this. But actually, this is a great bit of art here because he's not doing, like, action. You know, this kind of static shots of them, like, talking to one another I think that's actually really good. I'm like, hey, you know what? I, my note says here, these niggas are step-parents. Like, hey, we're going <laughs> to take the kids out to this earth. We're take the kids over to this planet. Gene said, you know, that's cool. Like, yeah, I guess I'll come along. You know, I mean, like, this is really wild that they're just, you know, kind of hanging out like this together. Uh, but their real issue, too, is also the crucible. And they have this long kind of, you know, conversation or debate about what it is. And they still don't tell you what this is. And obviously, we're going to talk about it when it comes up or whatever. But, you know, Scott wonders if it's necessary. You know, Logan's like, the council made that decision. You don't need to get involved in it you know and he said you know it's just a practical matter of this crucible i don't like it it's not my choice but if you're bothered by it go see a priest you know what uh, brother beavis what do you think of the dialogue here you know this is a book that is you know again it's superhero stuff but not really doing anything superhero at this particular time you know what did you think about this bit of dialogue between these two
1: yeah, I mean uh, the obvious. There's an obvious tell here when he says go find a priest. You know what's coming. But yeah, yeah I mean mm-hmm. this whole thing is constructed about the the crucible and what is it. And this kind of goes into that whole ruling body and how they set the rules for themselves. I mean it's mm-hmm. in in and of itself it's kind of bizarre. But I mean this it does a little more of the world building on top of what we got out of House of X. So. You know, I haven't read a lot of the intervening stuff, but this is certainly ties back to kind of the the groundwork that was laid over that you know twelve issue series.
0: Yeah, and there this is issue seven. This book is on issue eight at this point in time, and and I've said it before we put them in the timeout or whatever. I said you know like each of these seven issues are really. Not entwined to one another, like they really aren't. You know, we did. I think the first two issues when there was a summer story, and then the islands were fucking in issue two, and then there was some. <laughs> the, what was the Golden Girls? The golden Girls. Issue put three. a foot in the ass
2: for the town Yeah, it was
0: oh, Golden God. Girls, and then there was, and then there was some more kind of like world building stuff in like maybe four and five, and then issue six was something like I can't remember what issue six was like. I mean, it's just been completely all, I I made this before we started recording, like it's been like all individual issues, it's like annuals, just, you know, every two weeks with better art and writing. And so I'm not sure what the purpose of that is, Um, and not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but like you said, if this book had come at like issue one or two after House of X or Power of X, even though this is a really good issue, at least in my opinion, I think it would have been even more weight. As you start to see, you know what the council is about and why they're doing these particular things. So, we'll come back to the council too. So, yeah, back on Krakoa, uh, there was a weird scene there too where Cyclops is walking to go find Nightcrawler, and he sees Doug, Doug Warlock, and then Krakoa with the open eyes in one panel, and he Scooby Doo's it like, oh? <laughs> and he goes back and he looks, and he's just, <laughs> and it's just Doug. And uh, do you have any idea what that was? Yep. What
1: no idea and the weird part is like (laughs) uh krakoa is talking in the panel where i guess he's trying to hide but yeah i don't know Mm -hmm. i I, that was like the weirdest thing to me and Mm -hmm. you know doug lock would have to make sense in the first place but i guess now i'm looking at the picture you can see like in the middle picture he has a regular arm and then in the bottom Mm -hmm. picture he has warlock arm again
0: oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, you know, Hickman's good at burying this stuff in the lead, man. You know that's going to come up at some point in time again. And I think we talked about this before. You know, I read he has a two-year commitment on this book, you know, so he's going to have the time to tell whatever story he's looking to tell. And that is very important to him, especially when we get to Secret Wars here later on tonight. That you're like, oh, yeah, like we did read that in some other previous book. Mm-hmm. All right. So he finds Nightcrawler um, looking at a tower off in the distance there, the priest. Uh, <laughs> time outside for other topic. Okay, um, <laughs> in our previous incarnations of this podcast, whether it was the Thursday Night Comic Book Show or whatever it was, the Comic Book Chat, there was a time when we were reviewing classic X Men stories, and we were running. Claremont for making Nightcrawler a doctor, essentially, like he had every medical degree possible. <laughs> like he was treating people by psychology, medical issues. I mean, we were running him pretty hard that he was treating everybody. But now he's back to his more priestly self. He's not treating medical uh, diseases and whatnot. Um, and then he's talking about this tower that's off in the distance. You know, it's hollow inside. No one's ever been in. Nightcrawler tried to get in there once, but Nightcrawler did. You know, teleport his way in there on a leap of faith. It was everything that he had ever dreamed of, or ever wanted. It was his home. You know, it was like home that was inside the tower. Think that tower is going to come back up later on? Maybe well, not. Isn't this, this, is this is reminiscent you, later
1: of the Nimrod oh, yeah. Tower, right? Isn't that? Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Really? Oh, yeah from the from the future book, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: I'd have to go back and look. I actually bought the um, the hard cover of the. Um um, mm-hmm. uh, House of X and uh, powers of X so I have to look after we get
0: done and see if uh, that's true yeah yeah hmm. well, and now I just remember what issue six was a what issue six was about and then you know, we're sidetracking or whatever and I'm sorry but um, issue six was about uh, mystique and you remember how mystique was barely on board with this whole thing and House of X and mm-hmm. power of X but yeah. that was telling a story about how she you know she they got her to do this stuff because they would bring back destiny. And you know, you know, use the five to bring them back, and they reneged on it, Charles and Magneto reneged on it, and then in one of her conversations before you know she had died, Destiny told her she's like, when they renege on this, you're gonna have to burn this whole thing to the ground, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and, and it it's also they kind of canon that you know Destiny and Mystique were like a couple, um, you know, I don't, I mean, that's not really. Not a real surprise, I guess, if you really thought yeah. about it. Yeah, All that's right. not new. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, there's a great dialogue here with Kurt and Scott, you know, and the the old friend dynamic in the the beginning of the book, in the middle of the book, I really thought. Um, and I, I like the idea that, the, you know, they've come to it, like you said, Brother Beavis, it's more mature. Like this, these relationships, because it's been so long, you know, there's really no reason to be. You know, they know each other. They know what to expect from one another. It's not these real surprises. It's not like, you know, Grant Morrison ripping the whole thing out and yeah. making people completely yeah. different characters. Uh, so I really appreciated that. Um, so Scott asked him, he's like, if this, if it's so perfect inside there, why are you here? Then he goes, you know, I can think and breathe out here. You know, Kokoa just gets me to ask a bunch of questions. And so, you know, something that we talk about a lot on this podcast is that, you know, comic books can become filler sometimes, as you fill it in the gaps between an action sequence. And I'm going to use the word filler for this book because it is a little bit of filler, but it at least explains something, you know, at least it gives you a particular story. I mean, did you have that idea, Brother Beavis? This is filler, right? Though so We're going to talk filler, Secret Wars, too. <laughs>
1: um... <laughs> You know i've been prep for like a one-off so you know i was i was assuming it would have a beginning and an end and so mm-hmm. it seems like it's it doesn't seem like it's one chapter in a story but it definitely seems like it's one part of something bigger right so it, it there is yes. the rest of the world but it's like you know there i don't see book crucible book two on the horizon right because you know <laughs> yeah it's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's just one thread yeah. that they're weaving
0: yeah Right. Yeah, Crucible Part Two. Nuff said. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, and that's N U F F said. All right. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, they both are struggling with whatever Crucible is, and you know, trying to come up with this explanation on what it is, and we still don't know what it is, and so we're about mm-hmm. to get a definition on what it is. But first, <laughs> we take an interlude. You know, to uh, my note says it's story time with Exodus. Uh, and first off, who gave Exodus? Access the children that would be like the <laughs> yeah, last like person a, that i would like hear.
2: a psychopath or something you know i know he's powerful but uh, i, I ask you want to around yeah kids. yeah
0: yeah teaching the children's that would not be the way it would be so he gets to tell the tale of the crucible you know and it go, it goes back to this story of the, the evil do-gooder uh the pretender uh <laughs> five foot five Coming from, uh, where the hell are they from? Romania. Uh, it's the Scarlet Witch, y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the Scarlet Witch. Uh, and they tell the story about No More Mutants and House of M that wind up coming from that or whatever. is about how, you know, she spoke into life about, you know, taking away the powers of certain mutants on Earth and it made her, you know, essentially the boogeyman. Well, the boogey woman. It made her the boogeyman. And this is somebody that they don't mess it's with. The and that it made me. The boogey Man. And it made me think, but it also made me think, like, yeah, this place is for mutants. Where the fuck is Walker? And Pietra. Because their daddy is there. Um, so, you mm, yeah. well, mm, but you, you have to wonder about that because this little scene right here, to me, was the most interesting thing in this whole damn book. Because yeah? this was obviously something that's going to come back. I mean, this is um like, cool. ooh. That is interesting. I didn't think about that, and how they used this whole piece to, you know, kind of bury her, to so to speak, wrestling term. and um, (laughs) they buried her, and, uh, you know, I know this is going to be something that we're going to see back again, so, uh, yeah. Alright, so, basically, uh, a mutant must be broken down, you know, to rise again, essentially. So, all those mutants that lost their powers, if they're on Krakoa, if they want to get their powers back, they have to die. And the five can resurrect them, and when they resurrect them and they bring them back, they actually bring them back with their powers. So the crucible is this idea of dying to be born again. And, um, you know, you have to accept it. Like it's something that you have to be able to do. Or you have to choose to do if you that's something that you want, like Cannonball said to, uh, to his sister. Like, hey, this is something that you want to do. And then Kurt and Scott are having this conversation on, you know, hey, we're going to see a mutant die today. You know, I don't know if that's such a good idea. You know, I mean, there's a lot of wordy and mortality type of stuff here, Brother Beavis. But at least we kind of have an idea before, as they're making their way to the freaking gladiator pit here about what Crucible is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then the big thing they get into is, like, it's do, is it do they have to you know, it's all about their decision, right? So it's like do they have to decide to kill themselves or what? And you know how mm-hmm. Kurt's gonna have a reaction to that. Uh, yeah. so yeah, that that's it starts to as it becomes more clear that you know, obviously the mutants gotta die to be reborn with powers, but how exactly do they die? And that becomes the back half of the book well not back half, but back part of the book.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it you yeah. know, and they talk about how the council, you know, had come to this decision. But there was one powerful voice. <laughs> that shows like uh yeah if this is going to happen it has to happen a certain way somebody that sits on the council you know and you kind of forget because again they haven't really made much of a effort to kind of show you council stuff you forget that Nightcrawler's on the damn council you know as the voice essentially of uh, morality and reason he is one of the voices on the council yeah Yeah, his first voice
1: was to say mutants gotta fuck so I mean (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, so who could have had such a powerful voice on the council that was like, yeah, man, we gotta kill these bitches before we can't just you know raise them up and they can't kill themselves. We got who could have possibly done that? Hey y'all, it's apocalypse, you know. (laughs) And uh, apocalypse is there. They're in the arena, and then we see Melody Guthrie. Had to look that up. Uh, in freaking Wikipedia, and um you know her her uh mutant name uh is Arrow or was Arrow, and he's like, no, nah, you know what's your name, girl? And he's like Arrow. Like, no, nah, that's your mutant name. you just punk ass human right now. Your slave name. Yeah, whatever. That's your slave name. Yeah, you your, slave name, yeah. your government name. <laughs> and then she's like, you know. It's like, why are you here, you know, to fight and die for my people? And it gets into this whole bit about, you know, you know, do you want to accept this gift, essentially, you know, of death? And how are you going to get it? Well, you're going to have to, you know, fight, air quotation, apocalypse. And I'm assuming that apocalypse does all the killing. Would you get that from that, Brother Beavis? Like, anybody that wants Crucible, he's the killer of them, correct?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I don't know if there's a rotating cast, but it seems like uh, if they have to volunteer, he would be right at the front of the list. It yeah. <laughs> that may, that may be like, oh, yeah, i will be, I, I, I got to be a good guy, but if there's anyone needs killing, I'll be happy to kill him. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like the deal they've worked out.
0: Uh, hey, Siri, what's on my schedule today? Oh, <laughs> uh, you got to kill a bitch. three. Oh, another one? Oh, all right. Siri, clear on the calls. All right, so, um, and he kept g- and Kurt gives this whole thing about, hey, you know, what is the mortality of this if you can't, you know, the morality, if you can't really die, like, you know, what's the purpose of life and death and the afterlife and all that stuff if you're going to live your life if you know you can't really die, you know, and they talk about this thing, which I'm sure is going to come back to about, you know, people writing wills, yeah. you know, afterwards, and when they bring me back and bring me back, you know, I'm, a, I'm Arrow, bring me back with Magneto's powers, you know, mix it up a little bit. I don't want to come back like a regular person. I want two different powers, you know. And they talked about that in House of X, too, about how they hadn't done that in the Resurrections, um, about bringing, like, somebody back with somebody else's powers. And and I think I probably made the point at the time, like, "Mm, that's going to come back up later. And so I'm sure this will, as this book moves on, you know, as people are dying and bringing them back. Um, So, yeah, they they said it's going to be a problem later on. So, anyway, there's just a brutal beating of Melody Guthrie. I mean, most of it off-camera, thankfully. Um, And you just see blood, like, kind of splashing all over Apocalypse. And she's like, are you going to die on your knees? You know, that's how it's going to be? You could just do this. This is an existence, you know, a human existence, sort of, you know, whatever. You know, but she tries to fight and, you know, she accepts the gift as he kills her. And we see her reborn, you know, and, you know. The word is there like how do we explain this it's glorious it's miraculous you know and she's back she's whole and then when i sent this book out like before you know i know sandman you were like wait a minute that ain't freaking uh on the final page there that ain't phoenix is it yeah, that's but what I thought. wikipedia says yeah wikipedia says she has the she has an aura of energy for flight and but it does look like phoenix and so yeah, she is again mm-hmm. making sense yeah making sense she rises again like the ashes of the phoenix i'm back i am whole you know and there's a thing there where he she's like comes back and he's like thank you apocalypse he's like don't thank me you know whatever but do you almost see like a little smile on his face there brother he like oh you know Uncle oh, apocalypse <laughs> 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 he's got like a little a little proud <laughs> smile on his face there like oh Golly gee we, you know, I just killed somebody. It was great, but yeah. So that's he's
1: got. He's probably had to take the biggest steps to be integrated in the rest of this community. Like Mm Mister Sinister is still apparently doing his his. uh, He's got his side hustle of doing genetic experimentation and just generally being weird. Apocalypse is Mm -hmm. like, how do I still get to kill people and be on this island? Uh, You know, so (laughs) and they put him in the they they. It seemed like they completely rewrote him to be an Excalibur, so I didn't even know what that was mm-hmm. about. But yeah, I mean he's he's like sort of the the squarest peg and the roundest hole on Krakoa. Easily, yeah, easily.
0: but also you know kind of how they wrote it when it got to the end of that, it was like you know what him accepting that this is what we need to do now, moving forward to for the preservation of of their people. Right. You know, I think that was you know the the turning point for him it was like this is what we're going to yeah. do right now. And we're not going to push past that. We're going to, you know, stake out this bit of land for us and be damned if somebody tries to come at it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and however you feel that that works, you know, there's you know, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you, issue eight, you know, Black Tom needs to get fired. Okay? <laughs> um, like it, head yeah. of security or just jumping ahead ahead of security, I mean, because in issue eight, um, the brood crash land on Kurkoa. And uh X-Men and Fantastic Four, the Fantastic Four make their way onto the island uh, undetected. Um, and then the people in X-Force, the, those kind of Reaver-like characters, they also made their way onto the island, too, and killed a bunch of people. I mean, so, shit, I don't know. I don't know how he gets to keep his job, but, you know, whatever. But overall, Brother Beavis, you know, uh, what would you think of The Crucible?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have uh just a a glimpse of a story that does clearly relate to the whole than some of those earlier ones i think i read like the first three x-men it was like none of them were necessarily terrible it's just it was like Mm -hmm. they started in a place that like just like a cold opening and then they started yeah in some cases with a cliffhanger that never got paid off and so this Mm -hmm. is a little more Mm -hmm. satisfying in that
0: regard there's a sense of this, too, and I had this thought, and again, we're going to have a Game of Thrones moment here when we get the Secret Wars. I had a sense in this, too. It's like, okay, he's going to be like doing this for two years. And I don't know if it's two years from the start of House of X or two years starting from when House of X started or whatever. Mm-hmm. I get that sense of dread. Like, all right, we're on issue eight now. Um, is there going to be this rush to the end? Like, oh, shit, you know what? Well, we got to kill the Night King or whatever. And, yeah. like, everything gets rushed in, like, the last couple issues. And, you know, because I, I kind of get that sense and feeling going back and reading, like, the new X-Men book that he did, the Illuminati stuff. And you're definitely going to feel that as you get into Secret Wars, which we're about to start talking about in the later issues. was so like, oh, yeah, I'm doing all this stuff. Like, oh, shit, this is going to end. Like, you know, fast forward and we're dead. And it's over. You know, so I hope, you know, at some point in time, this is integrated together where it actually makes sense, you know, and, you know, yeah. spoiling for issue eight. They they did take a story from Excalibur, and I think we actually reviewed that book where they, they took the king's egg in the yeah. New Mutants book, not Excalibur, in New Mutants, and then that they, you know, when the New Mutants got back to Krakoa, they brought the king egg, which brought in the brood. You know, so I mean, like the stories right, yeah. are intertwined at least a little bit, but I just, I, I'm, you know, I, I want them to feel more interconnected, and they just feel like kind of loose things at this point in time. And again, some of them completely off the reservation, you know, about what House of X and Power of X were actually were. So I don't know. We're okay taking them out of time out for this book, though, Brother Beavis. Yeah, is fine. they
1: didn't they didn't turn around and fuck up like they just did. Like they just got off the hook for <laughs> yes. When you just told them. like, what did I just say? Uh, so yes. like, All right. <laughs>
0: hey, you know what? Get back in that goddamn corner. You know what? <laughs> Get back over there. Now saying that, I don't think I, you know, I, behind the curtain here, I, we had talked about doing uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four, the uh, part two, Electric Boogaloo. Um, that we we're going to do that as kind of our lead book for this season. And, you know, but the book is spread out monthly, so it would have taken four months to finish the damn thing. And we didn't want to do that. But the first two issues have come out, and I've read them both. Um, it, I mean, okay, this is judging it on the curve here. It's better than the first X-Men Fantastic Four <laughs> Men series. Yeah. But that's really yeah. not saying a that's whole hell of a lot. Um, I mean, here's the yeah, test. Yeah, Are I
1: mean, the Fantastic Four in it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> how good yes, can they it be? In it. I mean,
1: yeah, exactly. like th- there's a ceiling on that.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's – oh, my God. Yeah, because I was like – I was reading it the other day and like kind of prepping for the show. I am just like, man, you know what? We're good. We're good. Yeah, it's just – you know, because it's, it's related but it's not related and it's really just – it feels like a, a money grab to like put the two teams together. And, you know, again, all these things are the money grabs or whatever. We understand that but it's just – it, there's nothing compelling about it, art wise, story wise, to be like, oh, you know what? This is freaking awesome! I can't wait to see the Fantastic Four against the X Men or whatever. And always stories with X Men and Fantastic Four always bother me because it's like there's four Fantastic Four, <laughs> there's a gazillion <laughs> right. mutants, a gazillion X-Men. of them.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, come on, man! Like, how is this even possible? So whatever. Anyway, All right. so yeah, good job, uh, Hickman. Um, that that I thought that was a, a credible book right there, as well as Leneil Francis You Again, I'm not a huge fan of his on group books and team books, but I thought he did a really good job. All right. Secret Wars 3, issue number 3. Uh, Hickman is back for us here. Uh, my note says, previously on Secret Wars, um, they established <laughs> Battle Planet and God Doom. Um, we find out that there is a ship that was um, discovered uh, and had some characters from the Marvel Ultimate Universe and Thanos and the Black Order on it, and, um, they killed, uh, we're gonna assume that that was Odin, um, and that's kind of how issue two ended, and then issue three picks up, and then my note here says, this is kind of filler, but, um, mm-hmm. and it also has a lot of Game of Thrones tropes, uh, it, am I wrong in saying this is thriller, uh, thriller, filler, Sandman?
2: No, but you know what? they kind of have to fill in some of the blanks and some of this stuff because there's a lot of crazy shit going on that you know they have to start explaining some of this stuff now and you know when um we're going to get into it of course but uh, um god doom is walking with um sheriff strange i guess his name in this uh, universe and um, they kind of start to fill in the gaps of what happened after the end of the other universe and and there's some other questions that are kind of brought up but um yeah so uh, They kind of have to do that. At some point, you have to uh, at least try to explain some of this stuff before, you know, you drop the gigantic finale on somebody and then it doesn't
0: make any sense. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. Filler, Brother Beavis? Uh,
1: In a sense, I think Sandman's right in that there's just so much they have to tell. But I think this one is, you know, largely the Doctor Strange story, right? I mean, it's a lot of his, from his perspective, we get his backstory and we get a better feel for his motivations and his uh, relationship with Doom, and now that you got me turned on to it, like, yeah, this very, this first part is very sort of Robert and, uh, and mm-hmm.
0: ned mm-hmm. yeah, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my note says, as they, as Rob and Ned are walking through the kingdom, the garden of the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Rock laughs> uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, uh, you know, or King Robert, excuse me. Yeah, it's just... I felt that this book, I was like, okay, yeah, you do have to. We're in issue three of a nine-issue limited series. And, um, you know, so you're third away from this whole thing. And you really haven't gotten the backstory of how we got to this particular point. So this lays a little bit of that foundation. But also doesn't give you really any kind of comic book stuff. Um, It's really just kind of like reveals exposition or whatever it's like it's a thing that you have to get to and then by the time you get to the end of issue three you'll be like ooh some comic book shit is coming in issue four uh based on that last splash page um so yeah so yeah dr strange again and he's just steven here like nobody calls him strain it's steven giving the doom the daily briefings on the kingdom um and you know doom is like man why do you bother with this stuff like all this mindless minutia they're telling me about what's going on in these things you know and You get the sense and y'all can tell me what y'all think like they both have a clear sense of like the remembrance of the other world because they are the ones that were there and they just, you know, rebuilt this new world or whatever. But when we go through the book, when you have these conversations with other characters, I'm not sure how much they remember um and we'll, we'll come up there in a little bit but i mean obviously they have i mean this is alluded to that they have full remembrance on what they did as well as the fact that strange was like you know there was a choice at some point in time between which one of them was going to be god of this world
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um i thought that that was you know a, a good bit of writing here as they're going through um because yeah strange didn't want it and so I don't know. I, I see. What's my thing? Say when we. Oh, as they're coming through the garden there, we see a statue yeah. of um, the Molecule Man, the Molecule Man uh, yeah. which will become important later on.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's like the Hickman Sts in this one, right? Is you know, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you gotta wonder. You know, Secret Wars Molecule Man got probably the biggest push wrestling term out of yeah. anybody that was <laughs> yes. in it, and so having not had a role, then you see there's this statue of him here then they don't really mm-hmm. even comment on it. So yeah, that that's a at big all, tease yeah. and yeah, it does come back yeah, in a big huge.
0: way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. huge tease. And also and uh, kind of thinking about this looking back at the book we just read or the series or whatever, you know, we never, they never explain why Doom is in white, the same way they've never explained why freaking Magneto is in white either. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a Hickman trope, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like dudes yeah. with dudes with helmets on that covers their faces this you know, like, it's well, just kind of, like, know the good black guys and white, white characters. right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. The black, and, the black and white, over-sexualized, girly character. Like, that's been in the X-Men book, too. Like, I mean, he's just got, like, tropes that he just kind of follows through all the way. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, later, bad news on Doomguard. Uh, in Utopolis, the remnant, remnants of the Thanos and crew's wrecking of Odin, or killing uh, Odin Thor. Um... He strange goes to the site and he uses the eye to see what really happened there. And he finds out, you know, man, this ship is not of this world. Uh, and also that we are not alone. And then, you know, he gives the details to the core, the Thor core. Say that three times fast about, hey, you know, how far these people get, you know, how far could they have gotten? If they have flyers, you know, like all this stuff. All right, we'll go out and look for them and, you know, find out who did this. And he sends them off. He leaves. I'm assuming that since that Thor is there for all of this, that's our Thor you know, uh, main, like yeah. that's the Thor that would, yeah, that's the main the Thor, Thor. Thor world yeah, Thor. The one, the one that just got his yes. hammer. Yeah. Yes. Right. And so uh, he stays there and then they get on uh, to the ship. Uh, like, who is our hidden friend? And it's Miles Morales Spider-Man. There's a great bit in the line in there. That, at least the parent one. Like, don't make me come in there. Uh, <laughs> the Stranger. <like, laughs> I love it. I just love yeah, that line. Yeah, it's just, it just kind of out of nowhere. Uh, just aside topic, I love the Miles Spider Man, Miles Morales Spider Man suit. I just love it. I just, I, I mean, I just love that friggin' suit. Uh, I don't know whoever designed it, whoever came up with that. It was just, it's a perfect blend of something new and something old all at the yeah. same time. It's just you know, and, and whoever was- you know, whoever draws it, they just it's it so simple they can't mess it up. It's yeah. just. Well, I
2: I love it. And, and that's that's no small task either, because you're messing with an iconic suit. I mean, it's another Spider Man, first of all, which yeah. is hard enough. And then um all they I mean, I am mean, not gonna say all they did, but they you know, just by changing the colors and uh the motif just a little bit, they still made that his. Yeah. So I agree. It's a nice
0: costume.
1: It doesn't seem derivative of either Spider Man or Venom. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, and yeah. I was thinking, too, that, you know, he has an opportunity, you know, really, if you think about this, when you get to the end here, you know, as Marvel was looking to kill the Ultimate Universe or whatever, really, they killed the whole thing and was just like, you know what, we're just going to keep Miles Morales. I mean, I, I, as far as I know, and I could be off task here completely, mm-hmm. that I don't know of anybody else that made it from the Ultimate Universe that made it to this universe to stay, Not mm-hmm. that, that I know of. You know, so it's like, yeah, you know what, let's just kill all this but keep Miles Morales because this is the one thing that people know and remember about it and like and care. Um, mm-hmm. So, alright, so Miles gives, his, his, gives the, you see, what had happened was speech um, and revealing, you know, all this information that he knew about the incursion and all, you know, like there was these things and the planets were colliding and I just snuck on the ship and all this kind other of stuff. And then Strange realizes, like, wait, uh-oh, somebody else remembers the old world and that's a problem um so yeah i you know i thought that was cool and then then we get this scene that i understood but this is the part that was confusing me the most about who remembers what and all this stuff and we get this thing at castle doom with sue and her husband weird uh as they continue their couple relationship um, like okay so she's super supportive of uh, as the queen or whatever um but she's still sue and it, it, what do y'all think? How much does she actually remember based on reading this scene? Like, because it seems like she alludes to stuff that she remembers, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like she would know. Like, because if she remembered everything, there's no way in hell that she would have married Victor. No. But I, I, what do y'all think? You tell me. Because I couldn't really tell. I
2: think I, think I think it's, it's more... Seems, go ahead. Uh, Real quick. I think she um, remembers emotionally, and not uh, literally you know as, as far as day-to-day facts and she just kind of like um, well like later on in some spoilers she's gonna see reed and uh, i forget exactly what she says but they're uh it's, it's an emotion more than anything else so mm-hmm. I, I think that's you know it's just a feel thing and uh she yeah it's just going kind of uh going by that and not understanding it but just feeling her way through these things and slowly i think she's kind of Coming towards the truth, uh, mm. little by little. That's what I think, uh,
0: anyway. Brother Reeves,
2: I think it's it's
1: also a case of I think there there are people, some people that have more recollection of the time immediately after this start, um, you mm. know, the start of the new world, that maybe don't have a connection back to what happened before. And I think you know Doctor mm-hmm. Strange is some way in that regard too. It's like he knows, he has they detailed knowledge of what happened after the world was created and maybe some sense of what came before but not necessarily putting those two things, those two halves together to figure out the wrongness of what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of yeah. how I read it. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it just seems weird as it goes through the book where like who, all, who knows everything and they do allude to the fact later on about you know how Doom and even with Strange's help controlling like the sources of information about things and making sure when other things come up inside the kingdom that they, you know, squash it immediately to make sure that it doesn't, you know, take away from the fact that, you know, hey, you know, this is God's doom and this is doom's world. And we need to make sure that that focus stays on that. Um, we get this story about the man and the son and which is also weird too. And I have a note here too about, okay, so there's a story about Johnny was, the, you know, part of Robert's rebellion. And um, instead of sending him to the wall, <laughs> instead of sending him to the wall, they um, they made him be the sun, the source of light in this world, or whatever. Like, and so that's where Johnny is. But how is Johnny there? Because Johnny was on the raft, I believe, with the rest of the Fantastic Four. Well,
2: um, was he in the like part that they, got ripped off?
0: I think that's what. That's oh, what was that part?
2: Of yeah, it? yeah, and they oh, disappeared okay. or something like that. If I remember.
0: Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, okay, so I didn't, yeah, didn't put that part together, so yeah, so that's why he's there, you know, you tell the story about the man and the sun, and Sue gave him this particular punishment, which is kind of messed up, you know, she didn't want him killed, so they had to give him some other things, so he powers the the, the sun Somebody. on this particular earth and world, hmm, that's crazy, um, okay, so alright, so, and then they have this little thing about, like, Doom's talking about, you know, like, I've changed Susan, and, you know, It's kind of funny because they really kind of ties it back into the original Secret Wars because as much as Doom wanted power in the first one, Mm -hmm. really he wanted that power so he could just fix his damn face. Mm -hmm. And so now (laughs) we get to the third one and... He's amassed more power than he probably had even in the first Secret Wars. And for whatever reason, he can't fix the one thing that he wants to fix, which is face. And we do get the reveal of his face, and he is all fucked up. And uh, more messed up than he was in the original Secret Wars, where he just had a couple of scars. Now, I mean, he's really messed up. he got no nose. So, yeah, I mean, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. Um, nightmare type stuff. Um, so, I mean, I, I, again... Filler, for sure. But at least building out these characters and and giving you a purpose as a reason as to why this is particularly happening. Uh, I thought there's a, a good bit in there too about how he, you know, he he has doubts about his ability to rule this world, you know, and he's not properly inspiring the people. And I think, you know, kind of laying this for future reference or whatever. I think he's realizing and seeing, like, even though I've created this world in the way that I want it, people are still fucked up. There's nothing that I can do about that. Like they're gonna, it, all this is going to happen regardless of what I do. As much, even if I try to hold them under the thumb, just like the stuff that happened in the previous issue with um, uh, the Excalibur folks and and Sinister. Like no matter what we do, it's still going to be a shit show because you know pe- putting people together is not going to matter. You know how much I even rule them. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So we get that, um, and then we're, we talk about the fact that uh, Franklin. It's still hanging out with Galactus. Nothing, huh?
1: <laughs> What the fuck is up with Galactus in this?
0: Yeah, He's I mean, just standing there. He's, he's a sentinel, man. He's just guarding dudes, guard. You know, that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, and what's up with Franklin hanging out with that freaking child predator over there, too, man? That's not right, either. I don't know what's going on over there. Uh,
1: you leave me and my, yeah. dude, my new daddy alone. <laughs> <new
0: daddy>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, terrible. Oh my god. So anyway, I'm right, right, so hid- back.
1: You leave me and my new daddy alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, son.
0: It's <laughs> me. Oh my gosh. Alright, on the hidden island of the Isle of Omegano, uh Strange brings uh my note says strings. Strange brings bitches back to the sanctum. Um He's got this place that he has put off away from the world of Doom. So you get the sense that he knows that something is up, too. Mm-hmm. And he's got oh, yeah. his own hidden place outside of Doom's, like, realm or whatever that he has created for himself. And there's a bit here when we get to this reveal that we have to talk about, and I think it's going to require some back reading on some other issues or whatever. But, again, like you said, Brother Beavis, I think he remembers, but he doesn't remember 100% <laughs> fully either. He just knows something happened before. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's the case. Uh-huh. And now now he's starting to see the, these other pieces that look like other shit he's swept under the rug, and it's getting too much.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's right. like, I've seen, like, mirror versions of worlds or whatever. Like, Wakanda is, like, in the same place and functioning essentially the same way in the Northern Kingdom or whatever. But, like, I, I don't – he can't really put it all together, which means, you know – even after all this, like, Doom kind of mind-fucked him, too, the same way he's mind-fucking Sue and everybody else on this thing. And uh, that's obviously going to come back to haunting, too. Um, so, yeah. So, he has young Thor open up. And I wonder if young Thor... I don't know, like, why he's the reason. I don't know. So, he opens up the... There's a ship because um, he had a raft in in the Sanctum. And he sends young Thor to open it. And then we get all of our heroes from Earth, you know, was that, 616 or whatever, the main Marvel Universe. You know, and you see Miles and Peter having this moment or whatever. You see this reveal of all the heroes. Like, who do we see on there? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, uh, uh, Star-Lord. Uh, female Thor. Star-Lord.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so, and, yeah, it's like, oh, wow, these guys. And it's like, well, there's certain other people on the raft. And so Strange, you know, starts to explain, you know, he's not really what version of these people that we saw. And then finally we get the reveal of Reed and Black Panther, and he, like... Remembers a bigger piece about the Illuminati. You know, they give their little Illuminati like greetings to one another. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. And then Black Panther drops this line about there. He's like, hey man, you disappeared like in the collapse. (laughs) Like, how did you survive that? And so, again, we got to the point where we read right up to the incursion event in New Avengers. And then we stopped when it went to Infinity, which was the, the miniseries that came out of that. And so, obviously, something happened there that, you know, where Strange went away, because he was there up until that event, and then he disappeared for months, Captain Marvel says, and now, you know, he's back in, when we see him again, he's back in this new world. So, we we'll have to go back and read what happened to Strange as to why he had disappeared. Um, you know, who we haven't seen is Captain America, by the way, who they, mm-hmm. mind, speaking of mind-fucking. Mind um, so, yeah. So, um, uh, so, yeah, it's like, hey, man, yeah, this happened. Um, then we find out that the ship has been in stasis for, you know, uh, eight years, you know, they've had, or this new world has been here for eight years. And then, uh, strange has had the ship for three years. He left them in let kind of sleep or whatever. And, you know, and he tells them like, Hey, you know, doom built this or they don't say he doesn't say doom, you know, God built this new world of remnants yeah. of, you know, the ultimate earth and, you know, this other earth and, you know, he's written, written the history to make sure that people, you know. You know the victors write the history or whatever to make sure that you know people don't start questioning about how this particular event happened and all that. You know, mm-hmm. and then we get the reveal that God is doomed and then you get the huge Scooby-Doo reaction from pretty much everybody <laughs> in that panel. Yeah, a whole panel. Uh, yeah. Everybody goes big-eyed. <laughs> yeah, everybody goes big-eyed, including Spider-Man. You know, <laughs> everybody yeah. goes big-eyed. Um, so yeah, so that was that, and then they, you know three years ago. And Reed is like, Why you do us like that, man? Why you leave us in freaking stasis for three years and let Doom become this god? And he's like, You know, Doom is good at being a god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you ain't never no been a god.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I laughed at that line. So I'm like, Very Oh, good. okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it is kind of funny to me that they would be like, Hey, you know, like, what? what's going on here? And you should have known better if you had an opportunity to stop Doom from being God. And you could have been God or whatever. Why didn't mm-hmm. you stop him? And, again, it, the rever- the revelation comes later in the books whatever. But, I, you know, a good bit of reading or a good bit of writing whatever. And then our final scene is on Utopolis as we see the bad guys as they're making their way through sitting at a campfire and shit. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> I mean, you yeah, have the black hole. Everybody from space... Whatever, but they need a campfire. Come on, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't, I can't and Thanos that too. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, Thanos is clearly in charge here, you know, and they're kind of, you know, trying to figure out where they are too because they just came out of their raft. If you notice, there in the panels, though, you do not see uh, masked face Reed there. Oh yeah. Like the mm. leader of their group. Yeah, he's right. not there. That's he's not there. Gonna come back later. Um, and so um. You know, it like where where are we? What does this world mean, or whatever? And like I said, the book ends on a note like, hey, we're gonna see some comic book shit as the Thor Corps drops in from the you know from the rafters. My God! Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> uh, we get a sense of reveal that there's gonna be a battle between the Thor Corps and you know Thanos and the Black Order and whatnot. But you know, that's it. That's issue three. Again, very much filler esque. Uh, in terms of trying to build out everything that has happened, but you know, not in me, in my opinion, not a bad issue. Kind of around the room, no. you know, what do you think, Sammy?
2: I mean, like we said earlier, it, yeah, it's filler, but I call it necessary filler uh, to kind of yeah. give us an idea of what's going on. And now they're, as you can see, where they ended off, it's right back into the action in the next episode. Now that we've had our filler episode, we had, you know. Um, more uh, world building for this universe. And now we're gonna proceed with the story a little more directly in the next mm. uh, episode. So I didn't mind this. I actually, um, usually um, it, um, issues like this, I have more of a problem with, but I actually enjoyed it uh, uh, reading mm. what was going on. Cause I was doing, I mean, I've never read this before. So I'm curious at what's going on. And so mm. I actually like it. I liked it uh, very well, actually.
0: Not, Brother Revis.
1: Yeah, I kind of remember on, on first read, the whole thing felt like filler, but part of it was because I had no idea what the fuck was going on. So uh,
0: Yeah. yeah. It a big part of it. yeah. I, I, the funny thing is, is now that I'm reading this now, because I remember reading it before, I was like, man, there was no dialogue in these books. But there's plenty of dialogue there's in these books. plenty of dialogue. Like, yeah. there's a, more than enough. And I was you like, maybe – I, I think this was that die. time where – yeah, I think this is at that time when we were like, "Oh, there's no thought boxes, or there's no plot boxes," and so it's just nothing but dialogue playing out. And so when you're reading or whatever, you're just having to assume like everything that you read, and then you have to make the assumptions on where the plot or where the story is particularly going. I think maybe that's what it is for me at least. But I was like, "Oh, okay, this is okay." And again, issue four, you know, gives you some more action. It gives you like a comic book piece if that's what you're looking for. As we get, you know, again, close to the halfway point. Again, spoiler alert, when it gets near the end, everything gets rushed, though. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, and we got to get to the end of this thing because it's ending. And, you know, which makes an issue like this, like, oh, okay, this was important, but, you know, was it too much, you know, trying to, you know, could you have told a better story? Or, you know, like, do, like, mo- like the original Secret Wars or the first two and just tell them a story and twelve them issues instead of not. You know which was again remember this was supposed to be eight issues and they wind up tapping on the ninth nice issue at the end so um mm-hmm. yeah you know, I, I i don't know but overall i thought it was really good uh, i had no real problems with this you know like i said hickman has his moments uh you know he can definitely tell a yarn and a tail and a lot of the stuff that he's laying down here again which we saw from new avengers is playing its way out here in these books and we're really talking about a two year break in between those states. So, you really, the payoffs are coming in very, very uh, late on that. So, all right. All right. So, that'll start the wrap up issue or, yeah, episode two for season nine. Uh, remember, this is the Marvel Hacks. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, remember, like I said, uh, we're all off, essentially. Uh, so you may be getting some content here uh i don't i don't know what to i don't know what the the quarantine situation is and particularly all situations here i don't know if i'm gonna really be stuck in this house i don't know if i can walk outside i don't really know but you know i won't be surprised if you're like hey man they got another freaking podcast out oh my god i'm so sick of it so if you are going to be stuck in your house you know feel free to you know leave a comment or something like that we, we love to interact with everybody on here Alright, so as the X-Men, the animated music starts to play us out, I'm the producer of this podcast, and I'm signing off. Sandman, go ahead and sign off.
2: Alright, people, um, stay clean, stay virus-free, get your TP, <laughs> Yeah, TP, and, um, <laughs> and yeah. we will see you on the next episode.
0: Yeah, well, wash your damn hands is yeah, basically yes. what we're trying Please. to tell people, I mean, damn. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, this whole thing has just exposed how disgusting people are, yeah, to be quite honest. With you. <laughs> I mean, I was telling somebody at work the other day. And I was telling somebody at the work the other day. I was like, as a man, I've been to numerous sporting events—football, uh, <laughs> basketball, whatever. Y'all, y'all really don't want to know what happens in them bathrooms. No. And, um, no. <laughs> I mean, beyond the beyond the smells, just the—I uh, mean, so many people. So, I mean. It, you don't want to know. That's basically what well. it is. You talk about a pandemic. It's literally in the bowels of every freaking bathroom in every sports arena ever. Uh, Brother Beats, go ahead and sign Yep.
1: See you guys next time. Wash your hands. Wipe uh, your butts. Not necessarily in that order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Be careful how you really touch them damn door handles, too, on your way out the bathroom. All right. We'll see everybody on the other side. Peace, everybody. Peace. peace.